Assalamu alaikum everyone. Welcome to what I'm hoping is going to be a brand new and continuing series here at TMUSI Karachi. Uh, today I have with me Sir Shayan. He is going to be one of our new lecturers this year and he's going to be teaching the subject of jurisprudence. Uh, today we're going to basically be discussing how Sir Shayan's experience in the law department has established and also a new program that TMUC is introducing, the University of Hertfordshire Law Program. So before we begin, I would like Sir Shan to just give a brief introduction of himself and then we'll just keep track into things. So if you would please. All right, uh, Abbas, thanks for having me, uh, first of all. Um, so I'm a lawyer. I trained at the University of London. That's where I did my LLB. Um, and then I did my LLM from Harvard Law School um, where I got uh, a Dean Scholar Prize. Um, and I'm... Uh, I'm a comparative lawyer because I've got some uh, background in Islamic law as well. Um, and that's my area of research. I mean, I, I'm interested in legal philosophy. Um, I also speak French and Arabic, so that gives me access to that literature. So I'm sort of, uh, by training and by taste, uh, you know, a comparative uh, lawyer, a comparative thinker. Um, so that's my sort of professional background. Uh, I've been also I would add that I've been teaching for around four years now uh, I started off as a commercial lawyer practiced for a bit in Pakistan and in the UAE and then I decided that you know there were important questions that I wanted to answer within the legal space and that's why I came into academia that's lovely so you've clearly had a very extensive education when it comes to law to say the least you've done not only your LLB, you've done your LLM and as, your bar as well, right? Yeah. So you've gone through various dif different systems, you could say, right? You've gone through the UK system, the US system, and then back to the UK system again. So what do you think would be one of the most profound things that you noticed during the time, let's say in the UK system, for example, doing your LLB, let's say? Um, do you mean in comparison to the US system? Um, sure, but in, I meant in general, just what was the one thing that stood out to you the most during your LLB, let's say? I would say um, depth of analysis. Mm -hmm. um, and the way, I mean, talking about the UL course specifically now, mm -hmm. um, the way it sort of inculcates um, analytical thinking within the student. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's a general sort of um, takeaway from the course. But something more specific to law is um, depth of analysis of legal concepts. Um, so the UL course goes into great detail into exploring one particular concept and making sure that you know sort of the long and short of it, right? So for example, let's take an example. Um, let's say you're talking about what is property mm -hmm. or what is, you know, the right to life. Mm -hmm. uh, let's say this is being examined in a UOL course. What they will do is they will go to great sort of, uh, they will go into great depth to make sure you explore it and understand it left, right, and center. You know, its mm -hmm. history, its philosophy, where it's coming from. And I think the reason for that maybe uh, is that the UK is, of course, uh, you know, the, one of the bedrock nations of Western jurisprudence, mm -hmm. right? And in terms of common law, it is the source mm -hmm. of Western jurisprudence. And then all these other sort of jurisdictions follow, whether it's the US or, you know, other states that received a colonial uh, sort of legal order. Mm -hmm. But uh, 
so they i mean the fact that they are so um in depth about things is not uh, surprising because that's mm -hmm. where things come from so yeah. of course so um, I think moving on forward, I would just like to talk a little bit about the University of Hartford program. Sure. So essentially, uh, what the program is, is it's in essence very similar to the UL LLB program. Um, they're offering very similar courses, but I think the biggest difference comes where, as opposed to how the UL degree focuses primarily on examinations, this one focuses more on coursework and has a 50% or almost about, I think more than 50%, if I'm not mistaken, weightage based on, uh, on assignments as opposed to examinations. So personally for me, I believe that is a step in the right direction, in the direction that the LLB degrees really should be moving towards. Where do you stand on something like that? Do you believe that we should have degrees which are more focused on examinations or on assignments? Well, I, I mean, it's a good question. Um, clearly, the University of Hertfordshire program is sort of more uh, in keeping with, uh, you know, the American way of education. Mm -hmm. um, because, I, I, I mean, in my review of um, their documents, I saw that they have, uh, I think they have separate, they have a separate grade for a dissertation. Mm -hmm. And as yep. then, then, as you mentioned, they've got um, assignments and mm -hmm. they've got credits system. Yep. So it's clo in keeping with that. But... I mean, to answer your question, I think it's very student specific. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, the kind of uh, environment that Pakistani students are normally coming from, uh, whether they've gone through the uh, domestic Pakistani education system, also the or A level system, mm -hmm. uh, they're more accustomed to the final exam mm -hmm. uh, uh, situation. Mm -hmm. And I think um, that's the sort of system which suits us. Mm -hmm. um, that's not to say that, you know, there wouldn't be a Pakistani student who wouldn't do well in the um, credit system. Mm -hmm. They do. Uh, but if you would ask me to sort of pick between the two, I, I really couldn't. I mean, it's it's very student-specific. Mm -hmm. It's about your background and what you would do well in. So, I mean, you talked about how it's student-specific, right? So let's say you were back to when you were doing your, your program, right? So you're just out of A-levels or metric. And now you are given the decision of picking between either the UL system or the University of Hertfordshire program. Which one do you think you would personally opt for? Oh, well, I, I wasn't really that sensible at that time. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I, I mean, in, in hindsight, I'd say I'd still go for the UL program. Okay. Um, and the reason for that is that the University of Hertfordshire program, I mean, and this, again, it's it's again a student-specific thing. Mm -hmm. It has to do with my own taste, mm -hmm. right? Uh, because I sort of, by nature, I'm an inte intellectually curious person. So mm -hmm. I like a course which allows me the space to be curious. Um, I think the Hertfordshire course is equally good, perhaps, but uh, it's perhaps molded for a different kind of student. Um, it's perhaps molded for a student who is more hands-on, and just wants to get the qualification in order to, or, or sort of um, looks at it with a view of practical implementation, right? So for example, somebody who's, who's got that, let's say, for example, I'll give you an example. Uh, so for example, let's say if somebody works for a political party, right? And they think that the election system in Pakistan is just, well, short of the mark, <laughs> let's say. Um, so they want to get into law school specifically to examine 
you know the election system mm-hmm. right or in the uk context let's say uk student mm-hmm. working for the labor party right mm-hmm. out of university has done a ba mm-hmm. uh wants to sort of um, improve the mm-hmm. election system in, in the united kingdom make it more transparent or something and they go into law school specifically for that reason mm-hmm. or somebody has had you know some labor problems mm-hmm. has discrimination problems mm-hmm. and wants to go into law school specifically to look into labor law right mm-hmm. now what they're looking at is they're looking for hands on experience that's going to enable them to win a case against a, in front of a labor tribunal mm-hmm. that's a very specific circumstance mm-hmm. uh so the university of hertfordshire program in my sort of um, uh review of it uh seems to be very practical in that sense yeah and whereas the ul program still i think and i think this might go back to what we were talking about in terms mm-hmm. of you know this is where it's all coming from in terms of historical origin mm-hmm. uh and london is obviously one of the main centers mm-hmm. right um so i think um uh they've uh, they've still for some reason they've kept it more theoretical and that's exactly, how i'm yeah. oriented right so that's mm-hmm. what i would still prefer i'd say in hindsight so it's it's a really interesting way that you put it ke the ul degree would be more theoretical whereas the uh program is more practical based oh, and i i think personally like when we're coming down to if you and i would be making that decision again i think i would actually have wanted to opt for the uh program because i personally believe not only does it allow many students that extra cushion of protection in situations like these but i believe it also caters to many students in pakistan who don't have these sort of let's say facilities to give theoretical exams such as the, are in the ONA level programs and even the LLB program because i personally am a firm believer of the mindset that a lot of the examinations that we've grown up given they weren't a test of intellect or they weren't a test of how well you can think they were a test of memory and of course i could be wrong that's just my opinion but i personally was of that mindset and i still am to a certain extent I personally believe that if students had the opportunity to protect their grade or preserve their grade well in advance before the examination I believe that's a really good opportunity because let's say let's say you're giving the UL degree right let's say you're giving these examinations or even ONA levels right you're working hard the entire year but your entire fate depends on one day or even let's say two days right of work let's say one day you have a really really bad day just on the day of, day of the exam there's no real cure for that is there right i mean anything can happen i've personally had instances where i did have a bad day on the during on the day of a test and that was kind of just it my entire years worth of effort essentially just down the drain So I was a very firm believer of the idea that if there was something I could do to just save myself or give myself that extra cushion why not and why shouldn't we provide our students that opportunity when every other student doing any program right now has that cushion of course every degree has examinations but they also give you opportunities where you're giving um presentations you're doing assignments xyz a bunch of different things to that make up your final grade even if it's not let's say 50 or above 50% it should be the bare minimum that i can pass that course 
and then still have to give the examinations. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I would agree with that. I mean, um, look, my sort of um, reason, as mm -hmm. I said, for picking the UL program amongst the two in hindsight would be it's more sort of um, the fact that it's more theoretically oriented. Mm -hmm. um, the fact that it has one final examination is sort of a negative writer that goes yep. along with that. I yep. mean, um, I mean, if you if you want to talk about how I could sort of twist and you know amend the program to sort of my own suiting then mm -hmm. i would never have an examination at all all, all i would oh, have okay. is i mean all i would have is one final paper that a student would have to submit mm -hmm. uh, a dissertation a basically. dissertation that they can talk to the teacher about mm -hmm. the teacher can guide them through mm -hmm. so they have ample time to prepare you know a, a good piece of work mm -hmm. and probably some marks for class participation so maybe you know if i could sort of chop mm -hmm. and change i'd yeah. probably have a mixture of the two um but i mean if you want to pick one of the two i'd still go for the ul because of its theoretical of course and that basically comes from just your uh you know you're just liking as a as an as an intellectual and as an academic and let right? me tell you something i mean uh um, apart from the fact that you know you you sort of spread out your risk as you're mm -hmm. saying in, yep. term, in terms of grade with mm -hmm. the Hertfordshire program, um, the fact that it seems to be more practical mm -hmm. uh, is a very attractive thing for potential law students to do, mm -hmm. right? Because um, I mean I, I have this one student uh, who's who just uh, qualified as a barrister, mm -hmm. and he oh, was a dentist. Okay, wow! Be before he became a lawyer. All right, and and that's not unheard of now. Yeah, uh, you know, people are coming into law degrees from all kinds of backgrounds. Um, students are way more practical, way more goal oriented. Mm -hmm. um, I'd say than the average student in my in my in my time mm -hmm. as as an LB student. Um, so I think uh, it's a good program in in, in that sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it definitely caters to what people are looking for. I mean, it's very attractive just being the sort of degree it is, right? I mean, as opposed to the Pakistani law degree, this is a three-year degree program, and you get the added advantage of sitting in Pakistan but still getting a UK qualification. Yeah. So I definitely believe it has its own merits, and obviously it there's a reason it, it stands where it stands, I mean, above many others, and is a very attractive program for many uh, potential law students who are currently just fresh out of A-levels or metric or whatever. And I, I do believe, right, like you said, there should be something like a thesis or a dissertation. It's very interesting because very recently I got an email from the University of London that they are offering such a program this, this uh, coming year for third years. It's a level six program, if I'm not mistaken. And basically they offer you a topic and you have to write a dissertation on it. But given the fact that it's a very untested module per se, and it's very fresh. You have to do the primary bulk of the research and studying yourself. But I, I feel like it's a step towards the right direction, as you as you said, right? Because the whole examination module, for me, I feel like it's very old and needs to be out, just completely done away with, like you mentioned as well. And moving towards this sort of system, I feel like is very good because we've had instances just in my past two years where we've had to submit a paper, but it wasn't graded. And I also brought this up to the Dean of Law, Simon Askey, uh, that, you know, we're already submitting these papers, we're already doing these sorts of things. Why don't you just mark them? So, for example, in legal system and method, we had to submit a case note upon a case that was provided to us during the course of the year. 
and uh, it was a fairly lengthy paper, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, about 1,500, I'm, I'm, I'm actually not sure of the word count that I finally submitted, but that was a well thought out paper. That was my first paper that I'd ever done in this sort of structure. And if that had just been graded, I feel like that would have really contributed to not just my effort that I put into that paper, but also my understanding of it. Because just having to submit it just for the sake of submitting and my own understanding in the exam later on, I feel as if it was just something more that I was trying to get done with and get through rather than something I actually learned from. So I definitely do agree with your suggestion that, you know, we might just do away with the exams altogether and have something in place where it's either a thesis or a dissertation, because I really do envy some of my friends who are in social sciences programs who do have to write a thesis because I feel like it's very romanticized in films and whatnot, you know, just the long hours sitting with friends and trying to work on something like that. I feel like that sort of collaboration and just camaraderie really would come from this sort of thing. Yeah, it's, it's a good point. And I think it's important to um, sort of, if you want to look at it from a broader perspective, it's important to understand um, why that's the case and why your taste is the way it is. Mm -hmm. It's it's part of a broader trend. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, technology has a lot to do with it. Mm -hmm. I, mean, um, I mean, I'm sort of maybe midway, but mm -hmm. I, I'd say you're part of the generation which is born and bred on technology. Mm -hmm. yep. um, and you know people today you know prefer podcasts mm -hmm. something like we're doing right now uh and audiobooks yep. and youtube videos mm -hmm. over reading yep right so uh universities realize this mm -hmm. um and they want things to be more instantaneous yep uh they want things to be more uh, engaging mm -hmm. right and um i mean uh, people who are listening to us who are already lawyers and mm -hmm. maybe in the third year of their law degrees and reading jurisprudence, um, they'll know that even jurisprudence has moved on in, mm -hmm. the, in this way. So, yeah. I mean, you used to talk about formalist lawyers, yep, right? And now you're talking about realist lawyers, law and economics, law and sociology, law and psychology. And the reason why this is happening is because, uh, you know, you stepped away from this sort of, um, I wouldn't say draconian, but I'd say um, maybe an arcane idea of mm -hmm. law being something really formal and something being really sort of, you know, elitist. Mm -hmm. And so all of that, that has sort of, is by the wayside now. And it's, 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 it's a social phenomenon now. Mm -hmm. And uh, people are sort of more aware of what they want and uh, that kind of thing is generally playing on to everything, including education. And technology has a large sort of uh, role to play in that. But that's obviously a, another discussion altogether. But I think these trends and these changing curricula um, should be viewed uh, with that perspective. And then they become a very understandable. Then. I think we're on a very good track where we're you know, discussing how the advancement technology technology have also allowed the law to adapt and change with the times which i really feel as if it's, it's definitely a need you know seeing these past two years how the university of london has had to adapt with how the obviously the coronavirus pandemic has really changed things i i feel as if the move towards online education has had to be a very drastic sort of change from what we're used to 
and it really has changed the fundamentals of what people view law school and law education as right how you mentioned that it's a very it's a very archaic sort of representation i believe that many of us have right it's the feet high stack of books it's constant papers everywhere constant reading writing but it's changed quite a bit over the years right and obviously in the past few years it's really had to adapt to how rather than having students read cases upon cases you can very easily also have someone summarizing the entire thing and narrating it through either an audio or even a video where they're showing explaining it with charts and figures so i really do believe sorts of programs which really try and adapt and keep up with the times are the ones that are going to succeed down the line like you mentioned many people in my age group are now more sort of akin to technology and really have stayed very up to date but it's 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 fun to see where a lot of my peers in the past years did struggle with the shift to online uh they really struggled with the online examinations again because one of the fair complaints that came out of pakistan uh during the time was that our typing speed is not up to the mark and we believe that we're not going to be able to finish the examination in time as opposed to our writing so that that was a very interesting thing for me uh because i i really do believe that sort of ties into the sort of backgrounds you come from the education that you've had and uh i really do believe though that this sort of education although not might be the sort of thing that everyone enjoys i really do believe that it's the next step in our law, law education and seeing as we are an external program in pakistan and across the globe of course i really do believe these sorts of programs that are actually reaching out and providing that extra level to their external students i really do believe this as believe that being a good decision because i really do believe that you know when you have that sort of connection between the students and then the administration where you actually believe that your program coordinators really do care about you and then the people who are behind the program really do know you and the person behind you i really feel like that makes that sort of big difference for students us i mean considering that we're sitting here in pakistan and there of course in the uk so i really do feel that sort of difference that it made i feel like that was a good one in my opinion yeah absolutely i mean one of the things that uh, the university of hertfordshire i think has uh, has done which stands out i mean when compared with the university of london program uh is that they actually have their teachers who are actually mm-hmm. in hardwitcher um help you out right and this wasn't the case when when i was doing the ul program it might have changed a bit but i think they're more engaging in that sense as well and that that makes um a lot of difference i mean there's nothing that can really um replace person to person interaction of course definitely for sure even if it's over zoom by the way of course definitely and i i i really like the fact that you know we are at this point now alhamdulillah after two and a half years where we can have these sorts of discussion of course in person uh as opposed to doing it online and then having to struggle through asking every two minutes sir awaaz aa rahi hai aapko sir main dekh raha hu so <laughs> i i i'm really am glad to we're slowly alhamdulillah getting back to this point and inshallah this will continue only to get better with the vaccinations and what not so it's it's really nice to see that universities like the university of hartford are presenting this sort of alternate 
to the University of London program, which is very different, but also very similar. Many of the courses are similar, but it's a, th a three-year program, very similar. Uh, but I think the key difference is being that not only is it a semester system as opposed to a yearly system, it's also focused more on the practical aspect, as you mentioned, uh, and the assignment-based thing. So I do believe that it's a very good opportunity for many students to find that sort of alternative. And uh, if any of you listening right now are interested and would like more information, feel free to call TMEC at any given time and ask to speak more about the University of Hertfordshire program because not only does it cater to A-level students, uh, as comparison to the University of London uh, degree, this also caters to students coming from an intermediate or metric background. So that's another boon for students uh, that I personally witnessed many of the applicants who came to us in the prior years, they couldn't go for the University of London program because they weren't eligible due to their prior education. So that's another really good point about this program. That's very interesting, yeah. That it's catering to a much wider audience. We saw many brilliant students coming in who just couldn't pursue the program because of their education. And I believe having to put students in a sort of position where they can't pursue their further studies because they need to do another different course just to be eligible, I feel like that was a bit discriminatory. Obviously not. That wasn't obviously their intention, I'm fairly certain. But I'm, I'm glad that there's programs like the University of Hertfordshire program which are providing that same level of education without any sort of compromises to the student and is more inclusive, I feel, than many other students. So uh, I believe just as we're wrapping this up, sir, I just wanted to ask you, as with your various years of you know educational experience, being a student yourself and I'm now an educator, having gone through physical education and then obviously on an ed education now, uh, if you could just give some closing remarks to our students of something that you've learned in your last years of experience, just as one lesson that you've learned that you want to give to many of the young hopefuls who are listening and are watching right now. Well, it's a phenomenal question, except for the fact that I don't really sort of see myself as not young. So, <laughs> no, no, of course, but I mean, so I mean, I'm I'm 36 by the way, so uh, I've got some. Uh, years behind me, but inshallah, plenty of years ahead of me as well. Of course, inshallah. Uh, uh, but anyway, uh, so I've got some very important advice actually um, for students who are looking to get into um, to law school. And uh, that advice is, it's actually just one piece of advice, uh, and it is do not rush getting into law school. And uh, I say that out of personal experience. I have no regrets from my sort of educational um, path, uh, it's all turned out well. But let me tell you, sort so of drawing on my own experience, why, why I say don't rush into it. Um, there, so I got into law school, I, got, I did my LLB right after my A-levels. And my sort of first experience of um, higher sort of thinking or higher learning was all in this um, shoehorned in, in sort of legal, um, in a legal frame. Mm -hmm. And you know, I used to look at everything as a lawyer would look at it in mm -hmm. terms of rights and obligations. Mm -hmm. That's how I looked at society. Uh, when I later did my LLM uh, from Harvard, uh, the way people look at law in the US, the jurisprudence is completely different, right? Um, and they're very law skeptic. For them, law really doesn't really, I mean, this is, to sort of 
dominant uh, mm-hmm. ideology. It's called realism. Mm-hmm. Um, law doesn't really have any inherent intellectual value. It actually gets value from you know other things like economics, sociology, politics, etc. So uh, the general sort of ideology, right, called realism, is that law doesn't really have any inherent intellectual value. Mm-hmm. Right? Law has value because it, it's, a, it's a phenomenon in society and it gets value from sociology, from economics, from politics, and all these other things that push it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, you don't really understand that um, and you don't have an I, a sort of, you don't have the opportunity to explore all of these other things if you get into law school directly after A-levels. Um, I was fortunate because after I did law, after I did the LLB, sorry, um, I learned Arabic. I got into madrasa education. Um, and because of that, I have this very, alhamdulillah, I have this very rich sort of law background because I've got the Western jurisprudence, mm-hmm. both US and UK. And I've also got the Islamic um, education, right? And I've got the ability to compare these two. So I've got access to these two worlds. And there's very few people in the world globally who have that, you know, who have that Harvard legal ed- education and are an Islamic scholar as well. So I'm able to sort of look at Islamic law and ask the right questions because of my analytical training in, in UK and US law, right? So that has sort of um, given rise to a lot of curiosity, a lot of important questions that I've asked and is perhaps driving my research, this sort of comparative way of thinking. But not everybody gets that. Uh, Was fortunate enough to have that after they've done their Mm -hmm. LLB. People will just go down the practice route. They'll just practice for 10, 15 years, whatever that. But what if you start practicing and you realize, well, I got into law school when I was 18 and this is not really what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So the, the other way to go about it is the way it's done in the U.S., which mm-hmm. is that, and this is a definite plus mm-hmm. in the U.S., right? Uh, and they have their pluses and their negatives, but this is a definite plus. Um, that law is a graduate degree. It's mm-hmm. not an undergraduate degree. So you've got to do a, a bachelor's before you get into law school. Mm-hmm. And so I would advise students to, if you're going into law, I mean, for example, if you've got... Uh, parents who are lawyers, or if you've got you know, somebody in your family who is a lawyer, and you're absolutely sure about what you want to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can be absolutely sure at that age. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you can be, assuming, then go to law school right after your levels, but otherwise do a BA. Because when you do a BA, you're open to so many other things, right? For example, you read about European history, about you know, art, about anthropology, about you know, so many different things. And maybe you find your place in the world, you know, through that experience. And obviously you get into extracurriculars, etc. So now you actually may have a better reason to go to law school, right? So I think we spoke about, you know, that hypothetical person who joins political party and mm-hmm. then realizes, well, I want, to, I want election reform. Mm-hmm. And so I want to become a constitutional lawyer. Now that's a very good reason. So I'm not sort of putting off anybody who wants to go into law right after A-levels, mm-hmm. but... I'd say definitely take time, think about it, maybe do a BA, maybe explore travel, your options basically. Travel a bit, speak to people, and really know yourself. You know, as mm-hmm. much as you, you could, 
possibly can before you make this decision. That's, that's I mean, it's heartfelt, genuine advice. It's also, I, I find it very, it's, it's kind of nice how seeing, you know, all of your extensive education and the fact that you've studied Arabic, it kind of shows on how poetically you kind of answer your, your, your questions. And I really like that it shows just how much of a passion you do have for education and learning because it really does come through. So it's been lovely having you here, sir. Uh, and it's it, it was great to have you on as our first guest, which I hope there will be many more of. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed listening into this conversation. Uh, if you would like me to have any other further discussions with many more future lawyers and law personalities about a specific topic, feel free to let us know down in the comments below. Uh, once again, thank you so much, sir, for thank coming on board. Uh, it was a lovely conversation, and I am glad that we were sort of able to find that nice balance between, you know, the contrasting different lives that we've sort of lived so far and then the different programs that inshallah now tmuc is offering uh, admissions are now open for any of you who are interested so inshallah i will be seeing you guys here very very soon take care everyone and i will see you guys in the very next episode Allah Hafiz.